it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Podcast. My name is C.T. McManus, and for the next two hours, it is my job to get your mind off the craziness of the world out there and get it refocused in on some good old-fashioned rock and roll. We have an amazing show for you this evening, guys. We will be joined by Disciples of Verity. They are fronted, of course, by their lead singer, Corey Glover, who most of you guys know from the band Living Color, man. Killer band killer new band out there man really hot outfit if you guys are in the metal really good stuff a little bit different than living color and what you would expect from that sound but not too far off the mark and then at seven o'clock tonight we'll be joined by kick and valentina really excited to talk to them guys as well before we get to all that i just wanted to mention our newest sponsor is rosenfeld dental associates located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey, five minutes from Metro Park. You can reach them at www.njsmile.com. 
Come Rock With Your Smile with the Rock Doc David Rosenfeld nominated one of New Jersey's top dentists for 2020. Discounts apply for Rock and Roll Union members and tell them that CT sent you. Guys, also wanted to give a big shout out to Phoenix Custom Printing. If you're looking for t-shirts, printing of any form, you guys know you want to take that rock game up to the next level. If you're in a band or you're an artist that's trying to get that much needed merch together, he's the He's the guy to call, man. Number is 410-206-2081. Once again, that's 410-206-2081. And the last person I want to give you a uh, a shout-out to is Brent Brent Hunt Customs, man. Pick sticks and laminates. They're getting our newest order together, man. You can look them up at brenthuntcustoms.com. Guys, really, really excited to bring this show to you tonight, guys, and really, really excited. Uh, A lot of good new music out there. Mark Knight put together a new, uh, he's got a new album. Now, if you guys have listened to the show in the past and you caught Mark Knight on here, he's been on here a couple of times. He's the guitar player for the Bang Bang Tango. Awesome band, man. I wanted to give a big shout out to him. Days of a Dreamer is the new album out that he has. Um, Wanted to go ahead and play Wise Choice for you guys. Hopefully you enjoy it. Here it is.
Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. Sorry about that little audio foo before that, that we were playing Mark Knight and the Unsung Heroes. They have a new album out. Make sure you go check it. And speaking of which, 
the voting, this, we're going into the last week of voting. Over 500 people have voted so far. I'm really excited to see what this last week entails. Right now, you're voting for Artist of the Band, Artist of the Month, sorry, for February of 2021. Your artists include As We Become Ghosts, Broken Past, sorry, guys. As We Become Ghosts, Broken Past, and Mark Knight and the Unsung Heroes. Those three bands are in order. Right now, a little bit led by As We Become Ghosts, but I'm talking maybe 14 votes. So if Broken Past is your band, make sure you get all your friends involved. Make sure you bring them on to the Rock and Roll Union so that they can vote. Guys, really, really exciting stuff going on. If you paid attention to the commercials a little bit, you will you would have heard the ad for Jersey Shore Jam 2. Make sure that you get your tickets. Tickets are available at Eventbrite. It is, we're going into Beret again this year, guys. Really excited for Atlantic City. We're all going to be, uh, we have discounted rooms. If you guys are interested in spending the night, message me directly and I can hook, hook you up with that connection. We're talking uh, oceanfront view suites for 100 bucks a night. May, you know, right before we're, we're kicking off summer a little early, guys. The week before Memorial Day, this is going to be a hell of a jam. You don't want to miss it. The tickets are capped. There is a cap on the tickets, and we don't want you to get locked out, so make sure you get your tickets ahead of time. Go to eventbrite.com and make sure you connect with all that, guys. So it is my extreme pleasure to be we're going to be speaking momentarily with the guys in Disciples of Verity, man. Really, really cool band. Checked out some of their music. Right now, they have about a handful of sig- uh, singles on Spotify. The new album is about to come out. We're going to talk to these guys all about that. We're going to talk to Corey Glover. You know, we're on a wrestling network. So I got to ask that question about a certain theme song. I think if you guys are wrestling fans, you know what I'm talking about. But so much good stuff to talk about, guys. Hopefully you guys are staying warm. You're staying safe. You know, now's the time to kind of just hunker down at home, put a good movie on, put some good music on. There's a lot of new releases. Kicking Valentina's got a new one out. And I got to tell you guys, if you're into rock and roll, you got to check out Kicking Valentina, The Revenge of Rock. Awesome stuff. You also got new plus uh, out there, and man, you, there's just a lot of new material coming out. So hopefully you guys are checking some of that stuff out. Hopefully you guys are getting your votes in on the Artist of the Month, and uh, make sure you get your tickets for Jersey Shore Jam 2. Really, really excited about that. You got Rat Rod, you got As We Become Ghosts, and you got the Rock and Roll Union House Band. Shades of Grey, and there's a special guest. We're going to be announcing that a little bit later. Uh, it's there. There we have a little a little momentary uh, guest that's going to make a special appearance for the first time ever on a rock and roll union stage, on any stage for that matter. So you guys are definitely going to want to check this out, man. Really, really excited. So. Um, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. There's a lot of benefits that you guys are available to use and uh, make sure that you guys are using them from Sweetwater, from Phoenix custom printing, Brett Hunt's customs, man. There's a lot of different 
items. And I believe we are now being joined by the boys and disciples of Verity, Corey Glover and George Pond. Are you guys with us? Yes, we are. Hey, man, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us tonight, man. Uh, Very excited to talk to you guys. Um, Wanted to get into everything Disciples of Verity. I know that um, you guys are just getting started. I checked out. I think you guys have maybe five singles out now. Yeah, I believe we do. How many singles do you think? I want to say five. Yeah, I think there's five out. Yeah, I think there's five you know what? I even forget. <laughs> but uh, Man. I did take a look real quick. Go ahead. But uh, you say? George, I I heard that you're you were kind of the mastermind of bringing this whole thing together. Can you tell me like how it got started? And uh, man, you're working with Corey Glover, who everybody knows from Living Color, and man, it just the sound is great, man. I, big into. What style would you say you guys – I say it's metal, but do you guys lean any other certain way? Um, you know, I, I want to say it's a, it's a bit of a crossover, right? It's a, it's a mix between, uh, you know, metal and, and there's a com- some commercial rock, you know, kind of mixed in there or whatever. But um, for the most part, I would say it is is metal. You know, I mean, you know, I guess genres are, are for other people. I don't really try to uh, – Pick a genre for myself, you know. Whatever I, sounds good is what works. Yeah. <laughs> so, how'd the whole band come into existence? What got you guys started with Disciples of Verity? Um, snowstorms. Well, I mean, yeah, snowstorms. Basically, you know, that is the theme of it. <laughs> you know, the theme of this year around here too. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean we. we we got uh, snowed in in California, so uh, you know there was a huge snowstorm on the East Coast, and and um, we couldn't get back on our flights. From uh, we were at the NAM convention together, and we were at an Airbnb, and uh, so I started showing Corey some stuff, and he was showing me the new uh, that was when the Chariot of Doorway from Living Color was coming out, and he was showing me that you know the new tracks off that record, and uh, you know I just I I was just so you know enamored with everything that Corey was doing and I was like man do you, do you think maybe you could just like sing on one track with me he's like hell yeah so uh I don't know I kept tricking him he kept coming back and I kept tricking him <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh yeah it turned into a record and turned into uh what is to be Disciples of Verity it's awesome man and, and I mean Corey with with your background in the business I, I just got to ask what makes this project for you different than a lot of the other stuff? You're you're you've been involved in so many different things. What makes this project a little bit different than everything else that you've worked on? Well, I, I, basically, it's you know, it scratches so many different uh, musical itches. You know, like this is by far the hardest thing I think I've ever done, and it gives me a chance to really sort of stretch my limit and that's the reason why I do any of it any of these things is to sort of stretch the idea of what I am as a singer and what I am as a performer and you know I got to ask that because I've been told numerous times I'm a singer myself but I've never gone into the metal the metal realm and I've been told for years and years that there's certain techniques that are a little bit different with singing metal there's a little bit 
more of different things that you need to do when singing metal so you're not blowing out your throat. Uh, yeah, how much there are there are some there's some stuff that you need to take care of, but that's in general because you could blow yourself. You, you know, opera singers lose their voices all the time, as do you know regular commercial sort of uh, voiceover people because they because they're using the instrument they're overusing the instrument for certain things to, to get certain things you have certain things but if you are fully sort of immersed in knowing your body and knowing what your body can and cannot do and what you can recover from and how you can recover from it it's relatively it's relatively easy i wouldn't say it's 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 the easiest like sometimes if you blow blow out your 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 voice and you have nodules or you've done something right. really bad it requires some work but if you're prepared to do whatever it is that you're going to do it'll go so much smoother now do you engage in any type of uh, like pre-show warm-ups or anything that, like that with your voice I do and what's equally as, as important as a warm-up is a warm-down if you want to recover to be able to do whatever you're going to do the next day you have to you just put your voice into a, a high energy situation. You need to come down from that, and you know, and coming down from that is not having you know a shot of Jack. Yeah. It's you know, it's gonna be you know. Well, wait slowly. a second. Let me let me used to do that all the time, Corey. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. You see how good he sounded. He was sounding amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, his you couldn't tell there was, was anything wrong with it. Yes, he could do just about anything. But yeah, uh, pack a pack of smokes and a bottle of Jack and make you sing like an angel, yeah. <laughs> or a devil, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, so now uh, during this whole pandemic, during this whole mess, how much have you guys had the chance to? Uh, get together either in the studio or outside the studio to kind of get things together. I mean, was this, was this break kind of a blessing in disguise so you guys could kind of like make your plan and decide what's coming up next? Yeah. I want to say it kind of was a, a little bit of a blessing. I mean, it, um, I mean, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Right. So we were just starting out. We were just starting to, you know, get out and do some shows and stuff like that. So it cursed us in the fact that we're, you know, um, dropping a record in these times, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's almost undoable. Right. I mean, nobody was paying attention to anything. Everybody's paying attention to the pandemic and, you know, the civil yeah. unrest and the presidency and, you know, so to get anybody to even pay attention to music at all is, is really difficult in these times. And for a band that's right. starting out like we are, you know, that, that kind of really hurt us, you know, um, because I, I feel like, uh, you know, if we dropped these singles in any other time, you know, they would have probably hit a hell of a lot bigger, which, you know, not to say that we didn't get accolades for what we did. We absolutely did, you know. Um, uh, so I, I think in, in that way, it really hurt us. In another way, you know, it was kind of a blessing as far as getting material together. You know, uh, I want to say, you know, we, we have enough material for almost another record almost, you know. So, right. Um, you know, so the, it's a double-edged sword there, right? Now, do you guys have any thoughts as far as once we climb our way out of this, 
Uh, do you guys think that the game's going to change at all? Definitely. It's going to be a different world. It's definitely it's already a different world, but it's going to be there's going to be some issues that, that as it pertains to having large groups of people around each other. Um, it's going to take a while before we can actually get to that, and we're going to have to look at our uh, how we people get music out to one another, how yeah. people how people enjoy people enjoy music. The, the one thing that that this pandemic and the whole everything that's been going on has done is really stopped people from expressing themselves musically, which is really necessary, you know. And once we figure out how to do that, I think we'll be doing a lot of it. So, you know, I wanted to ask, Corey, uh, based on everything that we've seen this past year and three months or however mm-hmm. long it's been, uh, I wanted to touch base. I have to touch base on uh, your your biggest living color song because it seems like it's so relevant today, oh. as opposed to even like back when it was first released. Uh, speaking it was, about it was uh, relevant. It was relevant. Then. It was relevant before then. It's the yeah, cult personality has been around. It's, the, the idea of the cult personality has been around longer than we have. You know. Right. You know. Bef- you know. Kennedy was a cult of personality. Ronald, we were talking about the Reagan era and that being a cult of personality. We were talking about, um, you know, it, it's it, it was really about Stalin, talk, uh, Stalin talking about, uh, not Stalin. It was, uh, oh God, I can't think of his name. Um, it was talking about Stalin and how he had a cult of personality. And, you know, the, that idea has existed forever. You know, FDR was a cult of personality. Um Napoleon was a cult of personality. It's it's been around forever. That that it's a truism is what we were talking about. It's a truism that that people will turn anybody into a deity based on what yep. they want from this world. And uh, you know, it happens all the time. And it's, it's nothing new, and it's not going to ever change. Now, with everything that's been going on, as I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit as far as the media is concerned in that whole grand scheme of things or other entities might be. It seems like there's arguing from everybody regardless of where they stand, what they think, and it feels like we're more separated than we ever have been. Uh, what are your thoughts on that as far as like the media or other entities? You know, as long as we're as long as we're telling people what's going on, it's up to us to to discern what is true and what is not true. Right. And and I think that we have spent a great deal of time relying on the media to tell us the truth. The truth is not in the media. The, the information is there. There's a difference. You take the information and you discern it um, for what it is or what it is not. You consider the source. You consider where we are politically or economically or socially, and that's how you figure out whether this is this is the kind of changes that you want in your life. We have to, and it's it changes from day to day. It changes from moment to moment. You know, we need people. You know, we're in the middle of a uh, devastating. Medical emergency 
Now, how does that affect us financially? How does that affect us politically? How does that affect us socially? How does that affect us spiritually? And you have to find that what that truth is. It's a, it's a constant thing, looking for the truth. Absolutely. Now, um, I, I promised <laughs> I promised some of the higher ups for me that uh, I would ask this question as so that we're still on call to personality. I'm on a wrestling network. I'm the only rock show on a wrestling network. A couple buddies on the network were begging me to ask you about as far as the song being released is like a theme song. Do you did you have any dealings in that, or was it just them buying like the copyright off of you? No, it was just you know, Phil, the uh, punk decided, you know, when he was a kid. He was a kid when this song was pretty popular, and he was in, and they'd play it. He was when he was in his little league team. When the the, the team went out onto the field, they played Cult of Personality, and it just seemed like it seemed like great entrance music to him. So, you know, the thing with uh, you know not telling tales out of school. The thing about the WWE is that they don't they don't buy. Right. Copyrighted music. They don't use copyrighted music. Um, that's not their jam. They don't do that. Um, if they can't create it themselves, they won't do it. But Phil demanded that. That that was part of his contract. If you're going to use me, you're going to use this song. <laughs> and and I, you know, you and said it right there. As far as the copyright was concerned, was like, yeah, that was the big thought. Was that was the first song that was ever like commercially. Put into the W. They they have their hand in their films and their music and everything. And mm-hmm. the fact that he went out and it's cool to hear from you that like I didn't know that that Phil was a uh, lifelong fan of that song. That that song just surrounded him that much that uh, he thought that highly of it. That's a really cool story. And uh, yeah. so I I wanted to ask you guys about the new album. Uh, you guys got a handful of songs off the new album. Uh, on Spotify now. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing as far as the new album? Are we looking at a release date, or what? What position are we in with that album right now? Well, I want to say that we don't have a, an actual release date yet. Um, we do have a show on June 26th, which would be like the album release show. But um, I can't give you a street date yet, unfortunately. We are in a, on the talks with some people, so um, we're trying to work that out at this point. Unfortunately, you know, we did push back the date a few times just because of the COVID thing happening. Like I said, everybody's right. not paying attention and whatnot. So uh, we did have to push it back. You know, uh, we did not want to. Uh, we actually fought against it, but... Uh, it was kind of out of our hands kind of deal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So we're, tr- we're still trying to figure that out, CT. I mean, um, and then some other things came to light after we decided on a street date for, you know, uh, 21. We decided on a street date, and then some other things transpired, which, you know, I'm not really at the liberty to talk about at the second. Right. But, um, 
you know, we're trying to work it out, man. That's all I can really say at this point. I, I, I think that we're, we're probably going to add two more tracks. We were originally going to be eight. It's probably going to be 10 now. So, and, and we're halfway through the first track. Uh, as soon as this weather clears up so that, you know, uh, my friend Corey over there, is, you know, doesn't have to drive the sled dogs down to my house to record. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's now, are you guys looking out. at uh, any possible new singles coming out anytime soon? I'm sure that there's going to be an album track, you know, uh, before the record comes out. Yeah, so, I'm sure. I, I, again, we're just trying to work some things out right now, and I'm waiting for some answers. And I can't give you any because I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so, I keep trying, I swear. One thing we do on the show, and I was just going to give you guys a heads up if anybody calls in. I'm allowing uh, just a little bit of time for people to call in and say what they want to say. Uh, the number here is 914-338-1885. If anybody has anything they want to discuss, Disciples of Verity, Corey's here with us. Um, anything that you guys want to discuss, we're here. That number again is 914-338-1885. And I, I got to say, guys, how many uh, how many shows did you get under your belt before this whole thing broke off? Three. Wow. Three. And were yeah. they all... Uh, generally the same area or were you guys doing like one-offs uh yeah they, they were all pretty much in succession with one another we did new york new jersey and uh you know boston area gotcha massachusetts now as far as the uh as far as the current scene with music and everything is related uh now i know you guys have been around the scene for a very long time and any any thoughts, any ideas into the the way the current scene of music is concerned, or uh, a lot of us are getting frustrated with, you know, uh, the award shows where bands that you wouldn't think are rock are getting rock awards or uh, Hall of Fame nods, things like that. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Living color for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Not now, right now. Right. I agree. I completely agree with that one. I second that. They are but, very I deserving mean, of such. Any thoughts as far as, you know, I mean, bands you wouldn't necessarily see are in that job, or like you wouldn't consider part of rock? That, I mean, is this a big negative that's swinging our way as far as trying to get the music more and more out there? It feels like pop and country are kind of dominating the landscape. Well, I mean, unfortunately, it isn't up to us, really. Is there some kind of construction going on in the background? What's happening? <laughs> So, I mean, I don't think that's really, you know, in our hands. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things I would love to change, but, uh, I mean, I don't really have any particular thoughts. I mean, it's, it's uh, really up to uh, the masses to figure that out, I guess. You know, we just do what we do, and hopefully it trans, you know, transfers well to uh, those people. Yeah, everything has a cycle. You know, the, the, the point when everything has its time and, and whatever that time is and whatever that thing is, um, it's what it is. You know, like I said, was saying earlier, because we are dealing with 
you know, a timeline that's really, really different. What people are listening to and what people are are, are enjoying is going to change soon. <laughs> it's on the precipice of changing really, really soon. And whatever it changes into, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's Disciples of Aries. There you go. Now, as far as uh, future plans for you guys, as far as once we get out of COVID, I know you guys want to get this album out there. Uh, how how much are you guys looking forward to touring? Oh, well, very much so. You know, I was when this whole thing, when this whole lockdown started, I was on the road. So, and the few shows that, and we did, you know, there was a few shows that we did with disciples. You know, starting to look like it was going to be fun, and then everything just locked down. Yeah. Yeah, we well, got we got uh, hit bad at the wrong time. Right. It looks like we have somebody on the line that wants to talk to you guys. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Who do we have? Uh, you got the Rock Doc. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Dave? What's up? Dave? <laughs> how's it going, guys? You're sounding great. I got to tell you, the song IMI is absolutely one of my favorites. One of the most powerful songs I've heard. Corey is absolutely phenomenal. Well, thank you. Now, uh, that's a song that we were actually getting, we were going to play later on. Uh, Can we get into a little bit of the conversation of that song? What brought that song out and a little bit of the writing that went behind that? Sure. Corey, go ahead, buddy. Nope, I'm going to let you go. Nope, this is all you, partner. Go <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, Well, I don't know. Actually, this was probably the last track uh, on the record. Uh, you know, I, I was uh, kind of stuck. I had a few few ideas for some things. And, um, you know, uh, this one right here was like, uh, okay, well, I have to get one more. I have to get just one more on the record, you know, and this was kind of the last ideas that I was coming up with for, you know, uh, a timeline. I thought at the time, <laughs> obviously the timeline has changed, but, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of the last one that I, that I was, I was trying to, uh, get together before, you know, the release of the record or what I thought was going to be the release of the record. So, um, and it became one of my favorites, you know, it, it, it was just some riffs that kind of really stuck with me and, and, you know, um, really resonated and, uh, became one of my favorite tracks on the record, by the way. And I, I believe that has transpired to many other years for their, you know, favorites as well. It's a rock doc here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it was the, actually the last song that we recorded for the record. That's awesome. There you go. As far as the lyrics are concerned, that would be Mr. Corey Glover. <laughs> what about it, Corey? Yeah. <sighs> I can't think of <laughs> what I was thinking of when I wrote that. I really can't because it was – I can't. I can't. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mind turned to mush and and those are the words that came out. Gotcha. <laughs> now, uh, well, it happened right 
right in my basement on the couch over there. I, I could see yeah, in my I, mind exactly where I, he did it. I think I'm going to fall asleep and woke up and just wrote it down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he spit some things out, and uh, that's what we went with. So uh, I got one last question for you guys before we end this. And uh, my, my question is, you know, there's been a lot of talk um, from a lot of the legends in rock, uh, namely Kiss and some other older bands, as far as the genre being dead, as far as rock and roll not being what it once was. Um, as far as the younger generation, what kind of inspiration or what kind of words of wisdom could you offer them? Well, I would Don't. just say that uh, get off the Xbox and get on the guitar. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You know, it's it's, ahead, it's there for you to have. Everything is there for you to have. It's, it's, it's you, this is there is no time like now where you cannot hear, see, experience anything that you want to experience, and any idea that you have, there is, it's out there for you to partake in. So if you want to. Metal music, believe me, there is an audience for it. Just because you might not hear it on the radio and just because it's not in popular culture doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. If you want to do whatever it is that you feel is necessary to do, it's out there. Um, And just because somebody doesn't hear just because your friends don't hear it but you do, that's all the more reason why you should do I'll be honestly, I I see a lot of the youth uh, gravitating towards rock music these days. I really do. I mean, uh, probably more than, you know, in the last five years that I have in in the last 10 or 15. You know, there's there's, uh, lots more younger musicians happening out there. You know, I I see a lot of young kids just, you know, really at the guitar, like the guitar level, the playing ability of the younger generation right now is probably better than it ever, ever was. And that's probably because they're utilizing a lot of the tools that we didn't have, right? YouTube and, right. and you know, instructional videos and online classes. It's just, you know, the, the musicianship is just absolutely phenomenal. They just, some of these kids just blow me away, you know, with how good they are. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's really you know, just. Go on. Go ahead, Cor. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you're, like, I, like I was saying, your access, your access to your heroes is that much easier. Right now, particularly right now, if you wanted to get a lesson from Steve Vai, he's available. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. You, you could take all these courses online. It's so much easier and accessible than ever than it ever was. Even making music is so much easier to, you know, record things and, and, and you know, they're doing it on their iPhones, you know, with GarageBand and you know, right. it's just passing files around with one another. I mean, that's how we do it. You know, we've we got so many guests on the record. They were never really here with us in the same room. You know, you can send the files across the Internet to Europe if you want. You know, it's just so much easier to create music and, and be a part of a, a music, you know, situation than it ever was, you know. Absolutely. You know, 
you bring up a good point. It, it, it's got to also be kind of more affordable as well when you think of it in those terms. Like before, if you wanted somebody from Europe to come over and play on a track, you'd have to worry about the airfare and the lodging and all that. Now you can just share that across the universe, basically. Yeah, it's it's become so much more accessible. And like, you know, Corey was saying, you know, guys like Steve Vai or, or whoever your idol is as a guitar player, you know, learning from them has never been easier. You know, they will show you step-by-step instructions on how to do how they did what they did, you know, and um, it's, you know, obviously up to the individual, but like I was saying, you know, the youth has really gravitated towards that and, and taken it to like levels that are unprecedented and, and unmatched by anything, you know, in the older generation where we didn't have access to those things. Right. Absolutely. So, guys, just wanted to say a big thank you for calling in tonight, man. Really great talking to you guys. I'm excited to see what happens with the cycles of Verity. I'm waiting for the album, all, all the information to be released, and uh, really looking forward to that date in June. Can we talk about that just for a second? Uh, you guys do have a date coming up. Rock Doc's still with us, and I think he's a, uh, his band's opening for you guys. Am I right? Yes, they are. Heck, yeah. Tonal Crush. That's Yep, that's going to be uh, June 26th at uh, Dingbats in New Jersey. Um, it was one of the shows that we actually have rescheduled about four times or five times already. So I think we're going to get this one off, though. Um, it looks like uh, things are starting to open up a little bit. I'm not saying that, you know, droves of, of people are going to go out to shows. You know, I mean, one of the things I actually recently asked people in social media is, uh, are they ready? You know, are they ready for shows? Are they ready to take that, that leap into going into a venue and seeing live bands? You know, I think a lot of right. people are. I mean, the, the majority of the people that I've seen respond to it are are more than ready to to do oh, yeah. that and to get out and get ready to go out. I think um, things are happening with the vaccine and, you know, they're making moves, you know, they're going to start putting people in, in sporting events, you know, coming this month in New York city and, and the vaccine is moving quite well. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be in line for that vaccine when it comes out. I'll, I'll jump right down the line and take my two shots and, and keep going myself. Um, you know, maybe not just to protect me, but to protect everybody else around me as well, you know? And um, as long as, as, as people follow rules, I don't see why, you know, why we couldn't. I mean, look at the Super Bowl, right? We're yep. allowed to have that many people at the Super Bowl, but we can't go to a live show? Are you kidding me? Come on, stop it. You know? Yeah. Um, musicians, we all need to make a living, too, and this is how we make our living. So, exactly. um, you know, and it's not just the musicians, it's the sound engineers and the stagehands. And, you know, there's so many people out of work, you know, it's just, you know, the list goes on and on and on and how many people this has actually hurt, you know? Um, yeah, you're right. I agree. So we need to start healing, you know, you would, everybody talks about healing the country. Well, you know, the big part of healing the country is getting these people back to work. Amen. And I'll leave you with that, CT. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for being with us tonight, man, taking time out of your day and uh, weekend to hang with us for a little bit. Can't wait. Rock Doc knows I'll be there in June. I'm really excited to see that show, man. Uh, Are there early tickets available? Are they selling tickets? 
Yes, there are, there are early tickets available. Uh, they are online right now. Probably, a, well, I want to say I don't know Dingbat's website, but it's Dingbat's New Jersey in Clifton. In Clifton, New Jersey, I should say. And I'm sure I can get Rock Doc to paste that up on the union page, right, Rock? Absolutely. Awesome. That way we can get enough people in. I mean, really excited for that show. So thank you so much, guys, for being here. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Nice, folks. Talk to you soon. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.
This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th, featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. I apologize for that little delay. Uh, really, really excited to talk to the next guest we have coming up, guys. Uh, 
we had them on the show about a year ago, and I uh, really, really wanted to talk to them now. Uh, we're going to play a song from them real quick before we bring them on. And uh, this is a song that they had out last year. Really, really excited to talk to them about the music from this year. But here is Kickin' Valentina and Sway.
That was Kickin' Valentina and Sweat. It is my pleasure to bring on right now the basis for Kickin' Valentina, Chris Taylor. Chris, you with us? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I got to say, man, you guys were on uh, probably about the same time last year. Uh, we mm-hmm. were talking about some of the music that you guys had out, and I listened to the new album, and I was just totally stunned by it, man. And, the, like, the new album is so great. <laughs> Thank and you, I was man. like, I man, I got to bring these guys back on because this is just – that album excited me. Because, I, I, one, I think I'm in the same kind of uh, age group that you guys are, but just the way that you put uh-huh. things out there, man, as far as, like, times growing up that I remember, and it seems like uh-huh. the whole album has that kind of – that that – theme to it where it's almost a throwback am i right yeah i i I agree with that um you know we had we had a lot of fun doing this record and uh you know you know lyrically and just you know a little bit musically we kind of reached out in in some different directions that we've uh that we've done in the past and you know we're really uh really excited about it man we're actually we're really proud of this record you know we think it turned out really well man and now, how long did that? How long were you guys recording that album? How long did it take you guys to get it get it all down and completed? Oh, oh man, uh, the actual recording process of it um, didn't take very long. Um, you know, we probably got everything tracked within you know a few weeks or so, just you know, kind of off and on. Um, and then you know, we spent a little while mixing it, and um, you know, didn't have to you know send it off to get mastered so you know it was it, the, the whole process was probably a few months to get you know to get everything tracked and 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 finalized but um you know as far as the writing part of it goes you know we started you know once dk came into the band we we started writing with him immediately so um he's been in the band fuck um almost two years now i think Wow. Year and a half, two years, about two years. So, um, you know, some of the, like the the stuff, you know, from the Chaos EP, like Sweat. I think that was like one of the first songs we had written with him. And um, so, you know, the writing process was just kind of over a period of time. But you know, it, it, it took a few months to kind of get the record, you know, um, no, so, completely I, I wanted done. to ask you a little bit about that writing process and. You know, so many people go about it in so many different ways. Do you guys kind of – I know some bands will record, uh, like, basic tracks, send it to each other via email or whatever. Or some bands will just all come together and write everything in one sitting. How do you guys go about it? Um, well, with DK being in California and the rest of us being in Atlanta, um, yeah. the writing process is a little different now than it has been in the past. Um Generally, what we'll do is, you know, the three of us will get together and just kind of, you know, either Heber or I will have a riff or, or like an, an idea for a song, and we'll just kind of get together as a band and, and work it out. Um, sometimes we just get together and we have no idea what we're going to do, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we just kind of just start jamming, and you know, um, things come out that way, and. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of actually a bunch of stuff on the new record that that was like that. Um, like somebody knew, you know, from the new record was it was one of those songs. War was actually another one of those songs where we just we got together and 
we just started jamming and that's kind of what came out um so what we'll do is we'll just we'll get a basic structure of a song down and you know we'll send it over to dk and you know he'll write something to it and kind of give us his his little notes on it and what he you know change this change that i like this maybe do something do something like this here or um and then we'll kind of play around with it a little bit more and send it back so you know right now with kind of the situation with him living over there is there's there's a little bit of you know sending songs back and forth until um we kind of get them where we want them but um you know so yeah now have you guys had a chance i mean for this whole pandemic to really get together very much or have you guys been rehearsing or doing anything like that since this whole mess started um man last year we only dude we did two we only, in 2020 we only got to do two shows and um we did a lot you know we did a show in detroit and we did one down here in atlanta and we did a live stream thing and we just took advantage of the the downtime to just demo the record we sent it to the label and you know um and we just spent the rest of the time just um kind of kind of finalizing the the album and um getting into the studio and getting it done so we could get it out and um so you know as far as this year you know we've done a couple of shows and um we've actually just started writing again you know so um we've got a bunch of ideas that we're getting ready to send off to DK and you know since you know we we don't want it to be another few years before between records like it was <laughs> yeah, it imaginary is. and now so uh the last couple of years everybody that kind of follows us knows what's been going on but um we don't want it there to be another delay like that so um you know right now man we're just you know we're getting together and and working on new ideas already for the next record Man, I, I got to say the one the one thing that I wanted to uh, kind of start talking about with the new album was uh, mm-hmm. Freak Show. Man, and right off the bat, you guys just kind of kick it, like kick the front mm-hmm. door in with Freak Show, and I yeah. love the intro to that. And yeah, where in the writing process did this come? Was this one of the early ones or one that came in later? And uh, musically, how was it for you guys writing that? That one was um, one that probably came in about halfway through the whole writing process, I think, if I remember right. <laughs> um, I, but I do remember that was another one of those songs where, you know, me, Heber, and Jimmy just kind of got together, and Heber just pulled this riff out of his ass, and we were like, that's a fucking cool <laughs> riff. And it, I think that was one of those, man, within like 20 minutes, the song was done. You know, it was it's pretty straightforward, and we didn't want to like overthink it, overcomplicate it, and it just you know it's pretty you know like I said it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple song, and um, we sent it off to DK, and and he loved it, and that's what kind of what he came back with, and um, so yeah, it was it's a it's a fun song, and we you know we love playing it live, so. Now, uh, the other the other thing I wanted to ask you is, as far as the the title of the album, "Revenge of Rock," mm-hmm. was that just mm-hmm. a song, or was that a statement that you guys were putting out there? I mean, because 
it kind you know, I was just talking to uh, Corey Glover of Living Color, and I had mm-hmm. asked him, I, I was like, you know, with all the music that we're supposed to accept into rock and roll, when you look at, like, Hall mm-hmm. of Fame inductions, when you look at, like, Grammy mm-hmm. Awards, when you look at all that mess, it, it feels mm-hmm. like rock is always the, the lowest on the totem pole right now. Was that uh-huh. kind of your yes, mentality that's... behind the Revenge of Rock? It's definitely the the underdog right now, and you know, um, dude. As far as that title goes, it was something uh, DK kind of came up with that. And before we even decided we were going to name the album that, we had started like just kind of putting posts out there, and we just started hashtagging like everything the Revenge of Rock. And then we um, we had the music to it, and we sent it, and he had. It was. It basically just kind of started out as a song title, and we sent him sent him the music, and and he, you know, wrote everything to it, and it, it's kind of a like, you know, like an ode to like everything that we kind of grew up with, you know, right. all of those bands from you know that era, the seventies, eighties, early nineties. And, you know, and it's also kind of like a nod to like the newer generation of bands, you know, not just us, but there's a lot of like really good bands out there that are kind of in the same vein as us. And, you know, they, it's kind of a, kind of a throwback to, to that era. And, um, so it's a little bit of both, man. It's a, it's, you know, there, there's, there's a cool scene going on right now. You know, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of good bands in the U.S., but there's like a ton of like really good bands coming out of Scandinavia and and other parts of Europe. And oh yeah, um, it's just um, these bands are just doing what they want to do, and you know, none of us are getting any kind of like mainstream like glory and recognition (laughs) from doing this. You know, we're not getting rich by doing this shit, but. you know, we just kind of, you know, there's like a whole generation of bands that are just doing what they want to do, and I think that's awesome. And, um, you know, it's it's not watered down, and it's not, you know, it's just it's honest and it's real, and there's a movement going on, and maybe one of these days people, you know, mainstream will take notice of it. But you know, so yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everything, man. So. And you know the the one thing I wanted to ask you is I'm not sure if you see it so much in Atlanta or not, uh, mm-hmm. but I know I see it on the the northeastern side of things. Is uh, mm-hmm. th- there seems to be a young rumbling of fans, a, a younger generation more so than I've seen in a long time, that mm-hmm. are kind of latching on. And there are. I feel like there's no out. You, you know, we had MTV, we had the rock radio, we had things like that, and mm-hmm. they're they're still playing the same stuff from thirty, forty years ago. Nobody's kind of addressing oh, yeah. this young rumbling that's going on. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And yeah, man, the, what's cool with like what we do is we have such a it runs the gamut from the age range of, of fans that we have. I mean, literally every, like from teenagers all the way up to like, you know, 50 years old. And, you know, it's, you get a lot of these younger people, they, they discovered their parents, you know, Guns N' Roses record or Aerosmith or whatever, you know, and they're like, Oh my God, this is, this is cool. And there's not really much out there for them. 
And so they're finding, you know, a lot of these newer bands and, you know, you know, bands like us and, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's tons of them out there right now. And, um, so they're, they're kind of latching onto it. And I, I think it's, you know, it's cool, man, when we see, you know, somebody 15, 16 years old at our show, you know, they might be some with their parents sometimes, but you know, <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And, um, you know, there's just, there's nothing, you know, out there for them in the mainstream. That's right. So they kind of have to go, you know, find these underground bands. And, you know, I think, I think it's cool. And, um, but yeah, you know, and plus, you know, you've got a lot of bands coming out as well that are, they're young, you know, there's these guys, you know, yeah. late teens, early mid twenties, and they're doing this, you know, and, um, so there, there's definitely a new generation of, of people coming up, you know, embracing this kind of rock. I mean, especially when you look at bands like Dirty Honey, who were the first, uh, I think they were the first number one band without a label. And, and the mm-hmm. rules have completely changed and everything's different than what it was. And, it, yeah. you know, it's kind of cool that now, I mean... My my parents who are in their seventies, they were booking agents back in the day. They look at me like I got three heads when I say, you know what, age doesn't matter anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it, the some of the rockers can be a little bit older just starting out, and they can still get a yeah. massive following. Like, yeah, the rules um, are so different. Things are different, and you know when when we were younger and watching bands on MTV. I mean, yeah. all of those guys, you know, we were teenagers and all those bands were like in their twenties and they were young and, and things are a little bit different now. And I think a lot of people that kind of have that older kind of old school mentality, you know, yeah. like industry types or whatever, they just completely dismiss it. And, but you have, I mean, dude, look at bands like Shinedown or, or Nickelback or, any of these bands, oh, yeah. those guys are not fucking 20 years old, you know. Right. But it doesn't, you know, people have embraced it, and they they like the music, and they like what they're doing. And so, you know, they've got a huge, huge following, both, you know, both of those bands. There's a lot of other bands out there like them. Um, but, um, yeah, I think things have changed, you know. Um, you're right. I mean, it, I mean, you know, a band like us, we're not, you know, we're not 25 years old anymore, but right. you know, we still, we do what we do and, and, you know, people have, um, have embraced it. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you that I, you know, as a true rock and roll fan, and it bothers me uh-huh. a lot. And I think about it a lot is when some uh-huh. of the newer bands do come along and people want to like, kind of, crap on them because okay well this band sounds like that and you know we've seen mm-hmm. that done that or they're 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 pansies they're this they're that uh, mm-hmm. do you think there's a divisiveness in rock and roll right now from some of the older generation as far as the young guys coming up oh yeah absolutely um man you know we you know we get reviews and we get compared to certain bands and you know i Personally, I don't see some of the comparisons. Some of them I absolutely do, but some I don't. Um, and you get a lot of the older bands that have kind of been around for a while that are still out there doing it. 
there's such little support from some of them for anybody that's new and coming up doing this base, you know, the same genre of stuff that they're doing. They don't, they don't, they don't really embrace it. And I don't understand that. I don't understand that, that mentality and, and their attitude towards a lot of these bands, but you're right. There's a lot of them that are like that. And, you know, I think about bands like Nickelback that everybody kind of craps on or uh, Greta mm-hmm. Van Fleet, who they sound mm-hmm. like Zeppelin, so we're not going to listen to them. And yeah. it, it just gets frustrating because you see so when you came up about the same time I did, you, you, you kind of remember mm-hmm. when commercial rock radio would give a chance to the younger guys. They would, you know, Van Halen was yeah. new at some point and they were on the radio and Bon Jovi was new at some point and they were on the radio and it was like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel that same kind of thing happens now. It's not, man. And the, everything about the music industry has changed. Like everything about it is, is it's just the old rules of how things used to be done. You just have to completely throw them out of the window because they don't apply anymore. And, you know, you have, a lot of bands that if you want to go out with a bigger, like if a band like us or, or whoever wants to go out with a bigger band, you have to buy into a tour. Yep. The radio, you just said earlier, they don't, they don't play anything past like 1995. Right. You know, with some very rare exceptions. Um, so it's like you have to, to go back to just an underground DIY kind of way of doing things. Right. And absolutely. a lot of bands, you know, a lot of bands, I mean, like us, we really utilize social media to get the word out there and interact with fans. And, you know, we, we've talked about this before where, you know, like when we were growing up, it's like, musicians and rock stars they were like untouchable you were not going to talk to them you weren't going to interact with them and if you were lucky and you hung out by the bus after the show they might sign an autograph for you and that was going to be about it um now it's like you have to take advantage of the, the the tools that you have you know social media and and interacting with them and talking to them and kind of making them feel like they're a part of it. And, you know, that's, that's kind of our approach to it. And, um, you know, we enjoy it. We, you know, we, we love our fans and we, we love, you know, hanging out with them and talking to them and bullshitting with them on Facebook or whatever. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just, everything is different. Everything about the music business is different nowadays. Now, do you think that rock has kind of – another question that constantly goes through my head is, has rock lost its edge? Like, there there used to be a sense of not not extreme danger, but a little bit of danger, a little mm-hmm. bit of trouble. I mm-hmm. mean, go out and start some yeah. shit. I mean, do you think we've yeah. lost that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there was, you know – after the whole grunge movement of the 90s, you had this whole, like, crop of bands coming out, you know, Meshbox 20s and all this stuff. And it was so radio-oriented, radio-friendly, and just, 
you know, so safe and so it turned everybody off. You know, like young people were not, I mean, they were not into that. And so you started seeing a lot more younger people getting into into hip hop because right. honestly, that was at that time that was more rock and roll than rock and roll was because they had that rebellious side to them and they had that attitude that, that the flamboyance you know about everything about life and girls and partying and drugs and rebellion and everything that teenagers are attracted to they had that and rock lost it even though there were some good bands coming out i mean it just you know rock music kind of yeah. hasn't gotten it back really now as much as i hate to admit it you know sometimes i think kanye west was the one that said that rappers are the new rock stars and he kind of brought uh-huh. up that point and it was like Am I do people are like our age get pissed off about that because he says that or uh-huh. is that really true? That is that the case right now with the way that they they present it and the way that they do things and yeah, man, you know, a couple of years ago I used to write for a website and I did an article and it ended up going like somewhat viral and. I got so much backlash for some of the stuff that I said in it, <laughs> but it was true, and it was about this very subject, you know, and, you know, it was, there were no rock stars anymore. They all, you know, everybody wanted to look like the regular, like, average, ordinary guy. You couldn't tell the road crew from the bands, and everything had just become so safe and so radio oriented. And um, that's, you know, and hip hop like swooped in and which rap had kind of always had that attitude. Um, But a lot of these guys, you know, during that era, they just took over where rock left off. And a lot of people get offended by that, but it's the truth. And I mean, you had bands out there. I mean, you had Rob Zombie, you had Marilyn Manson, you had bands like that, but they were more like in an industrial vein. But when it came to like just rock and roll, there was, there was very little. Right. um, So, I mean, but you're right, man. A lot of people from our generation, they, um, they get offended by that, but it's like, I would always like, like try and debate them, debate people who like disagreed with me. It's like, all right, Tell me who out there right now is doing this with any kind of attitude or like an you know an image, if you will, or any kind of persona about them. Tell me, and they want to go back to a band from like twenty years earlier. I'm like, well, you're proving my point. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. You know, so. you know, there, there's there's some like I said earlier, man. There's a lot of good bands. There's a lot of bands out there that have that old school mentality and and attitude about the way they do everything and the way they present themselves. And it's just you know it's you know maybe one day the you know kind of mainstream will kind of cling on to it. 
again. So let me ask you a question. When it comes to that that kind of idea, I mean, it, the one thing that always boggled my mind was, you know, they just recently released the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had, I don't know if you have as much of a problem with rappers and R&B artists and things like that going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As we all know, it's mm-hmm. been kind of a sham the past for a while. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, are we supposed to feel frustrated with that? Man, you know, I <laughs> I was listening to somebody on the radio the other day talking about this subject. And when somebody like Janet Jackson or Madonna or whoever, you know, gets inducted or nominated, it's like you look at them and you go, okay, how many kids listen to them and were inspired to pick up a, an instrument right, right, and play form a rock band? None. Maybe some pop groups some vocal groups, <laughs> but nobody was inspired to form a rock band out of that stuff. Um, you know, but going back to the hip hop thing and the attitude behind it, you know, it's, it's still not rock and roll. Exactly. It's and those guys never looked at themselves as rock music. They looked at themselves as rappers, hip hop, whatever they wanted to call it. They never looked at themselves as that. You know, maybe Kanye West, but, you know, that's kind of right, right. <laughs> But, you know, they just didn't look at themselves like that. And I don't think they have a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, and, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's and, and, those you people. Know, when I say that, that's not taking anything away from their talent and what they did right. and what they contributed to music. It's just, you know, you wouldn't put a rock band in, you know, if there was a hip hop hall of fame, it wouldn't happen. Right, you know? right. So. You wouldn't put Metallica in there. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. And you know, yeah, it's just that's the whole epitome, and that's really what I took away from the new album and hearing a lot of newer music that's coming out there. And it feels like you know, you you would say mm-hmm. that you guys went back to writing is. With this whole COVID shutdown, it kind of felt like like imagination went through the roof. Everybody started writing. Mm-hmm. Everybody started recording new stuff. Everybody's mm-hmm. like – and I think for a long time after we get back to whatever the new normal is going to be, that uh, yeah, that there's going to be a plethora of new rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. I mean there's so many bands that are doing the exact same thing that we're doing, and – Everybody, you know, fans are tired of not being able to go to concerts and see shows. And the only thing they can do right now is just support the bands in whatever way they can. And, yeah. you know, we have, you know, we, we just did two shows. We were up in uh, Nashville and uh, we did show our, our album release show here in Atlanta. And I'll bet you, man, we have 50 people just travel from literally all over the country, from California, Florida, New York, Chicago, you know, Detroit, so on and so oh, on. Yeah. Because they they are just dying 
to go to a show and get out and interact with other people with the same interests and have fun and live their lives. So I think when things open up again, you know, there's going to be a ton of new music out there and people are going to be flocking to shows because they're, you know, we're a year, you know, over a year into this thing and, and, you know, people are done. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I really think there's going to be a big form of camaraderie, but, Behind the rock fans, you know, I think there's, I, I know somebody personally that came out to your show. Bradley made his way up to you guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that's brewing behind the scenes. You know, I think a lot of rock fans, I know personally, uh, there there's a movement brewing, and, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on, and it, it's about taking time that we we bring our music back. I agree, and you know I think once the once this is open, you know, is over, and you know, I, part of me thinks that there's going to be it's like opening the floodgates. You know, people are going to be yeah. out there, and then part of me thinks that okay, it's going to be like a trickle effect, and people are going to slowly start, <laughs> you know, getting back into it. I hope it's a floodgate, but. You know, you never know. You're going to have those people that are just don't give a fuck and they're just going to go. And then yeah. you have those people who are still concerned about everything and they're going to be like oh, overly cautious and all that. And I, I get both sides of it. Now, how do you guys go about it as far as uh, your feelings as far as like COVID protocols or showing up at shows? Like, are you are you guys leery about that? Do you just kind of not worry about that? Us, dude, what we do we just live our lives, man. You know, I hear you. Um, You know, um, do we wear masks around while we're hanging out the shows? No, you know, um, most of the people that come to our shows don't, there's some that do. And as a matter of fact, Jimmy and I just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, you know, some of the shows that we've done, you know, he's followed up with the club owners, and just hey, you know, just want to have you gotten any feedback on anyone who's gotten sick from being there, anything like that? And no, nobody, oh. no fans have have come to us or we've seen anything where they got COVID or got sick at our shows. And you know, we we kind of monitored that a little bit and just to see, you know. And there's been nothing, so. Um, you know, at least nothing that we've been made aware of or have seen. So, um, you know, everybody, you know, needs to handle this in whatever way that, you know, they feel comfortable. But for us, man, we're just, we're just going about our business and just, you know, doing our thing and living our lives. So now, as far as, uh, getting for people that may not know that are listening in, uh, what are the best ways of grabbing a hold of the new music, following you guys, any kind of information, social media pages, websites, that kind of thing? Well, we are on Facebook, uh, you know, facebook.com, just kicking Valentina or on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, if you want to buy the new album, um, you can go to kickingvalentina.com. And you can get copies there. Um, some of the mom and pop stores around the country are carry, um, carrying the CD and the vinyl, so you can get it at, uh, get it there. 
Um, you know, places like Best Buy and Target sell it through their website. Um, they can stream us on Spotify uh, and get us on iTunes. Pretty much, dude, anywhere you can get music, you can get the record. Awesome. Now, what's next for you guys? You guys have any scheduled shows ahead of you or anything coming up? Um, I don't know. We have, Well, we have a, a show in July here in Atlanta with Bester Pussycat. Nice. Uh, at 37 Main. Um, we have a couple of tentative – well, there's a couple of things that are booked, and we're waiting to find out what's going on with everything um, to see if, there's, if they're going to go through. Um, but you know, once we get a, you know, a thumbs up on those, we'll, we'll make an announcement on them. Um, we have a tour booked in Europe for May. Um I don't think it's going to happen. Um, well, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen, but we, there's some things that haven't been officially canceled yet, but we're right. just kind of waiting to find out. Um, the tour was supposed to be like 13 different countries, like starting in Eastern Europe and going all the way to the UK. Um, it's gotten scaled back to where we may just do a portion of it, but we're waiting to find out what's going to happen. Um as of today, right now, it's leaning towards it's not, but I don't, I don't know yet. Um, then we're supposed to be back in Europe again in um, in August, and uh, we're doing the Hard Rock Hell Sleeves Festival in England. We got the Rhone Rock Festival in Germany. Nice. Um, so there's, I think, some stuff in like Denmark and some other German shows in France, and but you know we're we're waiting, you know. Now, uh, like everybody else, man, figure out what the hell's going on. Last question I have for you, Chris, is uh, once Uh we're out of this whole mess, once this whole mess is done, Mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to doing the most? What am I looking forward to doing the most? Um, Dude, honestly, I'm looking forward to touring again. You know, I mean, we've done some some one-off shows, and – you know, I, I was laughing with the guys when we just did our CD release. I'm like, I'm happy that we got to do two shows in a row. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, dude, I just want to go. I just want to get on, on tour, get in a van or get on a bus or whatever it may be, and just go for like a few weeks. And you know, um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most. Awesome. Well, brother, please, uh, thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Please leave everything you can on the Rock and Roll Union page, man. We're really excited to be up to date with you guys. And uh, man, thanks for having me again. Hopefully, we can uh, we can connect somewhere out there on the road once all this stuff kind of gets by us. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope. So, Hopefully, sooner right, brother, than later. Thank you so. so much. You enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, man. Thank you. You too. Have a good weekend. Talk to you soon. All right. So All here right. is Kickin' Valentina and the Revenge of Rock.
Rose, kicking Valentina with the Revenge of Rock. Guys, I want to say a big thank you to kicking Valentina and Chris for calling in this evening. Also want to say a big shout out to George Pond and Corey Glover for being with us in the first hour. And a big thank you to all you guys listening in, man. You guys really, truly make Rock and Roll Union what it is. Really excited for the future. Really excited for everything that's in store. Please, during this week, until we until we talk to you next time, make sure you go out and you get your tickets for the Jersey Shore Jam, too. Don't want to see a lockout, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. Next week, coming up on the show, we have a phenomenal filmmaker named Anthony Krupe. He's doing a new biography based on David Bowie's time in Philadelphia. Really excited to talk to him about that. And we'll also be joined by the guitar player, for Jack Russell's great white Robbie Lochner, man. Really excited for that interview as well. Guys, I hope you take care of each other. Be safe, be smart, and uh, take care of one another, man. Do something nice for somebody until we talk to you next time. And until then, remember rock and roll. Have a great week, guys. (laughs) 